0: Welcome to Bro Taste
1: This. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to Vida Vino episode 21. I am Luis Pablo. Join with me is Philip Golden Corral, Woo. and we have Juan Legend.
2: Thank you. Thank you. On this
1: this podcast, we break down wine, food, news, and our childhood trauma. We'll be joined by Jay from Super Bracket Bros Podcast. That's right.
2: One half of the Super Bracket Brothers. One
1: half, exactly. Mm -hmm. And we'll be uh, bringing him in in a second. We just want to take this time to highlight the wine of the week.
0: Can I get a vodka soda?
2: This is a wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is a wine case.
2: This is,
1: uh, Juan, uh, tell us what we have uh, in front of the woman trying to order vodka soda today.
2: Uh, we have a 2020 Pinot Noir. It is called the Purple Owl. It is out of California. We're going to basically break it down. Ooh, it's got a sexy velvet color. Very light purple, yeah. light red. This is very dark. It's... Uh, Pretty see-through, though. You can still see through it. Yeah, you can it. still see through it, but it's that dark,
1: dark velvet burgundy color.
2: Oh, it's very full-bodied, in my opinion. For a Pinot Noir, it s- smells kind of floral to me.
1: It does have uh, some wheat on the bottle itself. Wow. Oh,
2: shit. Yeah, you're right. It
1: tastes like a, like a rye bread.
2: Yeah. There's like a... Like a yeasty kind of thing? Yeah. Like a peppery spice, like when you yeah. accidentally... Bite or like the seasoning is too heavy, and some of it lingers, and you bite into it.
1: It does have really peppery taste to it. Uh. It's it's very like airy, if that makes sense. Yeah.
3: I like my bread like I like my wine, yeasty and
2: airy.
1: And my woman, while we're at it. (laughs) Um, Ooh. this
2: is well, how would Wait that even apply to women? In their women, head? Can, women can
0: get so uh, yeast y- you don't <laughs> want
2: somebody that can think for it, themselves.
0: Is, is that what
1: you're <laughs> to? I want a woman who's gonna have dinner ready,
2: <laughs> puts on makeup before
1: Christ. I get home. Jesus Christ, bunch of sigmas in the room, bunch of very awful sigmas in the room. Uh, no, man, this wine is interesting. It's not very complex, it's yeah. got it's very, got yeah, you're right, high alcohol. No. Yeah, alcohol, it's not dry. As,
2: I, I taste like acidity and spice are, yeah. are the main flavors that I'm getting with this.
1: I would agree with you 100%.
3: What would you pair this well with? Like a nice meaty protein? Dude, nice. no.
1: I would pair this with the appetizer. Appetizer? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd pair this with the bread. Yeah. I'd pair this with the garlic
2: bread and the butter. That's a good one. Garlic bread with this would be good. With butter, yeah. Yeah, like it's heavy butter. You know, to cut the the fat in the butter. One hundred percent. It's it's
1: an interesting wine. Don't get me wrong, but it's I don't think it's very dynamic. Cheddar cheese, means. yeah. Cheese curds, um, notes. Uh, I'm not like garlic
2: nuts.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's <see>. Crazy
3: bread. <laughs> yeah, this pairs really really well with little season. You say garlic nuts,
2: <laughs> Phil? You being like more are more novice wine drinker. What what um are the primary flavors that you're tasting in there?
3: Honestly, I was surprised you guys said you would pair this with like appetizers. This is a much more darker, heavier one for me. Yeah. You know? Okay.
2: The Interesting. Fact that, like it's it is it is pretty. Look, like, my I first drink was heavy, but then as I'm like peeling the layers, it's getting lighter. It it's is fun. like a a very true medium Pinot Noir. I mm-hmm. wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't maybe call it like light bodied for a red wine. So you
3: would you, you would take it out on a couple of dates, but you wouldn't take it home. <laughs> is, is that what you're saying about this Pinot Noir?
2: maybe something like that yeah maybe something like that like you you might hang out with her behind like the movie theater but you know you're not you're not gonna bring her home to your house
1: (laughs) no it looks like jay has uh joined us jay can you hear us
0: yep we're gonna let it play (laughs) does the song ever end?
2: It's like a bad Alice G trip. All right, there we go. <laughs> Welcome
1: back. Welcome After a handful of some issues, we are live with Jay from the pod, the Super Bracket Bros. Super, super
2: bracket. One half of the Super Woo! Bracket Bros podcast.
4: Yeah. That is correct, indeed. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be on.
1: Thank you for uh, joining us.
4: Yeah, thank you, Jay. Thank you. We
2: brought on Jay right or at this time because uh, we're going to ha- talk about a-, a few current events. But for the most part, we're going to stick to different media, that being video games, movies, uh, comic books, things of that sort, and as well as uh, the NFL. Since we're quite literally weeks away from the Super Bowl, we just lived through some of the most exciting playoffs in uh, recent history. Tom Brady just retired, but we'll save the rest. We'll save the rest for uh, a little bit later. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Jay's very hear- happy to hear that last little bit about Tom Brady. But
4: Dude, I'm so sick of do- seeing that guy's face around here. I am so happy he's done. So happy.
2: Yeah? <laughs> so happy he's done. Yeah, because so he, he used to beat up on the Colts pretty bad and used to not allow you to win as many Super Bowls as maybe you should have.
4: Hey, you know, I, I yes, that's it. I there's there's really no two ways about it. You know, that is that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's your Aaron
2: Rodgers, so I d- like trust me. I I get the feeling. Like you feel the pain. It's a uh, very familiar feeling over here being a Bears fan.
3: Be- uh, before we get to the oh, meat and ideal. potatoes, yeah. uh, Jay, tell us about yourself here. Tell us more about uh yeah, you're explain. one half of the Super Bracket Bros, correct?
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm host of Super Bracket Bros. Super Bracket Bros is a podcast about fictional characters from different universes battling each other in theoretical matchups. Eli is my co-host, and we've been doing it for over two years now. And um, yeah, no, it's a a great time. It's a lot of fun. And um, yeah.
1: And you guys Um, keep it pretty uh, lighthearted. It's never like one of you has a very hard opinion on anything, and... The other one kind of gives, but you know the the most recent episode between Black Widow and Archer, which are
2: I love that episode. I've
1: seen hours of Archer. I've seen hours of Black Widow, and it's like oh, you know, you guys really do a good job of breaking down what the strengths are of each character, and also what like the the downs are. And I think it's a very fair
2: my my favorite depiction part of the podcast. Sorry, I don't know why I just really interrupted you. Like <laughs> that oh yeah, get, get used to that <laughs> my favorite away.
3: part. It's gonna be a very common thing in
2: this. For real? No, go ahead. No, but um, these guys over here do such a good job of being like true to the characters of like who they've looked into that week, and uh, like uh, your other co-host Eli, you know, like you get both of you guys do a very good job uh, um of like presenting the universe that you guys have studied. Like, for example, the way you guys talked about how Archer and Black Widow would fight each other, how Archer would most likely be hitting on her while, like, they were fighting with each other, (laughs) you know, just like, Yeah. yeah, you guys, like, you know, just obviously have picked characters that you're familiar with and that you can, you know, expand upon and kind of have some fun with fleshing out like what their theoretical fight would be like
3: and and it's a very depth roster right you don't just focus on like the the cliche anime ones and whatnot you got what netflix in there you got some my hero academia you know you got batman in there yeah i was got the guy from the ghost of tsunami how do you say that (laughs) ghost of tsushima
0: yeah ghost of tsushima
2: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was yeah, like no. three different sushi rolls I'm not familiar <laughs> with. Can y'all repeat that? <laughs> yeah, I usually just order the California Yeah, <laughs> I'm a dragon roll kind of guy. Rainbow roll, extra mango. It's, it's, Anyways, what was the name of that?
3: It's a diverse roster. That's what I'm getting uh, at here.
2: A horse of Sunai? Yeah,
4: I mean, no, yeah, I mean, you guys have hit on all the things that make me love the show. And it's like we want we've picked characters that come from... Dungeons and Dragons podcast to like the most popular characters like Black Widow. you know we want to talk about all characters from every part of fiction and we want to have a good time doing it. you know I the last thing I ever want to bring up on super Bracos is math. like I don't want to be talking about bullet speeds. I don't want to be talking about you know like how many how many power levels it takes to smash a moon. I don't care. I just want to show love for these characters, and you know, and this is the best way to do that. You know, so yeah, no, it's it's a good time.
1: So, Couldn't yeah, agree no, more. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, so if if you like geeky shit, like you know, the three, four of us in this, you know, current. Podcast do you would enjoy it because you are interested and in your finale of last year was actually pretty interesting too of the fact that Simon Belmont or was it Trevor Belmont Trevon. it was Sir Trevor Trevon. Belmont you know went what? up against Simon the, is
3: a Belmont
1: yeah it was you know you get a the character from the Castlevania anime against the Dark Knight Batman so you are also taking like the character from a very specific series not just like well Batman in general it's you're taking like a very specific version of the character. Mm-hmm that most people would be familiar with and then really breaking down that one so yeah i mean
4: oh yeah yeah. and that's the other thing is like we like taking specific versions like our episode number one which by the way you should not listen to (laughs) it's very bad it's is captain america versus lego batman (laughs) because oh i
2: remember listening to that one actually when it first came out
4: (laughs) it's it's so bad but like that that was like got what us, put us on the path of like talking about you know offbeat characters but mainstream at the same time so yeah it's it's a good time and,
3: and that's the will arnett batman if i'm correct right? so will that's arnett. like the bojack horse yeah. so. arguably the best batman mm-hmm. <laughs> It's up there <laughs>
4: honestly it's, he's he's up there he's like top three for sure it's an it's easy like argument to make he's definitely yeah.
2: yeah you i i would one add on to to your point guys about like this being a super easy podcast to digest for like geeky bros like us mm. i also think like you i was thinking this to myself as i was listening the other day that like you guys are <laughs> cool to follow for like a like a media discovery sort of like point of view like, I almost kind of found myself thinking, like, oh, shit, I should play that video game. That sounds like something I would be interested in. Yeah. Or, like, like, just by you guys, like, you know, exploring these characters and, like, talking about where they're from, whether that be a video game universe or, like, a comic book or a movie. Like, I found myself thinking that a lot. I got to check this character out or, like, this movie, this this video game. So, I, I think it's, like, there's a use in listening for that point of view as well.
1: Speaking of video
0: games,
1: (laughs) the video game industry has turned into a monopoly. Another uh, big subject that Jay and, you know, a couple of us in the room really enjoy talking about is uh, video games and how they're ruining our fucking youth and all these kids are becoming school shooters because of it. frankly, I'm fucking sick of it. Uh, But on (laughs) on the upside uh microsoft was a little busy the shopping window as was sony uh mm-hmm. both studios did some big acquisitions specifically microsoft they bought activision blizzard which for very you know casual fans of video games own a ton of shit oh, yeah. which includes call the of duty. call of duty the crash bandicoot
3: wow
2: yeah just wow alone yeah, I mean, like, a, a
1: lot of mobile games also in yeah. all that uh and Sony actually turned around, and by the way, that was sixty-eight billion dollars, mm-hmm. almost seventy billion that Microsoft purchased. Chang, exactly.
2: Sixty-eight. Not, I thought it was like six eighty. Uh, no, oh, 68. Like 60. okay. sixty-eight. Okay. Sixty-eight
1: billion. And then uh-huh. uh, last year they also had purchased um, uh, Activision. No, no, no. no. Uh, Jay, do you want to help me out here? Uh, they did another oh. big purchase last year.
4: They bought the Bethesda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah skyrim fallout yep fallout and
1: then sony turned around and then for Elder ring
3: 2, i think right is that underneath Beth- that's bethesda
1: Beth- as well i believe mm-hmm. and then sony oh. turned around and bought uh fucking zynga and bungie
3: oh uh, no uh so sony bought uh bungie yeah right and yeah. uh uh take two the company behind rockstar and uh uh shit what is it 2k the the sports yeah. games yeah the tapad st- zenga which is a big uh, component for mobile games like farmville and shit like that dude so. we
2: we probably just named like the video games we have like spent the most hours on like two k Bethesda like I all of these huge fallout, titles Skyrim? the only one that's yeah. still
1: independent is still gonna be Electronic Arts which makes EA. EA. almost every sports game. As well there's as... They're the only
2: independent ones though?
1: Well, big studio. I don't know, Jay. What do
4: you think? And EA's trash.
3: Well, I mean, they got respawned underneath the uh, EA umbrella, if I'm
4: correct. They EA do. makes well, Madden, yeah, right? Well, yeah. There's a dozen... There's dozens of brands underneath EA as well. You know, like... it. I, I used to be, you know, there, there are these charts that show like, you know, these are the six companies that control every aspect. Yeah, exactly. And it used to always be the food industry, but now it also exists in the video game industry. It's yeah, really great everywhere. point. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a great analysis. Yeah,
1: I think this is nothing but bad news for video game lovers like ourselves, because it is really going to turn into like, I mean, we saw when EA took on Star Wars and everybody fucking hated those games. Yeah. Because they made, you know, no campaign. It was really multiplayer and like loot box uh, focused specifically with. um
3: Well, very not well received.
1: Right. Those yeah. are the Battlefront ones. Or yeah, those Battlefront, are. Yeah, yeah, those are Star Wars those Battlefront okay. 1 and 2. And then 2 got a little better reception because their campaign was more than 4 hours. <laughs> uh, whereas the first one was literally like 4 to 6.
3: There was an actual campaign to the There was an actual yeah. campaign
1: to the second one uh so yeah man i think this is really fucking
3: bad news i uh what a busy month though just in the and in, in all in this month bam yeah yeah bam
4: dude it's just the start of this year it's it, to me i feel like it's just beginning you know i'm looking at all these double a studios and single a and indie developers and i'm just like praying to God that they don't get pulled in, um, you know, because, like, that, that oversight, like, yes, they will get the funding to make the games they want to make, but then 10 years down the line, you know, that all the promises of, like, you'll have total autonomy are going to disappear, you know, they're going to, you know, have a handler that's going to come in and say, ah, oh, you know, we don't really love that message that you're sending, so could you just, you know, kind of tweak the ending here and, you know, it it's just a, it's 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 downfall from there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's gonna it's end badly, right? We saw yeah. that with No Man's Sky when Sony kind of started funding them, and they ended up promising way more than they ended up uh, putting Put out the first time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was this like super open game where you were gonna be in space and travel to different planets, and they had promised multiplayer and interaction with multiplayer. And then when people finally came in, and the game came out, it was rushed. So you interacting with other players was literally landing on a planet that someone had already landed on and they would leave like a small message for you that you could read through text. Oh, mm-hmm. well, get the fuck like, out of here. yeah, that's how it started. And yeah, so... It
3: was a hype though. At the end, it was just a copy and paste, essentially, yeah. no difference.
4: Yeah, No Man's Sky was super hyped. Like, people were... Abs- I mean, I pre-ordered that and then I canceled it at the last minute. I can't remember why, but I dodged that bullet and I'm very happy I did, but... Yeah, no, No Man's Sky was an absolute mess.
1: Yeah, then now, yeah, what it, four years not, later? It's absolutely fantastic. It came yeah. out in what 2013, 2014? and now, yeah, eight, year, so, yeah. eight wow, years. Eight years later. That long? Yeah. Eight years later, and it's finally. Yeah. People yeah. Are like, I think
3: they're oh. making a second one, aren't they? No Man's Sky two, or is that just a meme that I saw?
4: I haven't heard anything about that, but I mean, they've put out so many free free DLCs. Granted, um, so you know, props to them for that.
1: Yeah, and the other big thing, too, is that I think most people who see the movie industry uh, through a uh, black and white glasses, the way uh, Juan in the room does, <laughs> or anything that Marvel makes, he is anti. Uh, the same thing is going to happen to video games, where they're all going to have the oh, same... Oh, so
2: right. I mean, oh, fuck, you're right. Because
1: Disney owns a ton of shit now. Fox, Marvel. Fuck, fuck, Marvel. fuck, fuck. And listen, this I love the Marvel suck. Cinematic Universe, but...
2: No, you don't. You don't love it that much. You tell yourself that. You just tell yourself that because you—it's called a sunk cost. You've already invested so much time, and you keep telling yourself no. But I invested
1: time already because I fucking read those comics. I watched the '90s cartoons. Yeah, but
2: I—I know that you don't think those movies are that good.
1: I think some of them are really good, and most of them, like most movies, are okay. Yeah, okay. Fair. Thank you. I think Louise has a fair point, though. Brutally honest. I mean, look what
3: happened. I'll I'll agree with that. Look what happened in Call of Duty, right? everyone loved cold duty modern warfare 2 was a shit and then it got overplayed yeah just cookie cutter too much of the same shit everyone died out
2: yeah homie like that's why vanguard yeah Yeah. it was still buy these games yeah people People still buy
1: them like crazy like they're yeah
0: there's people
3: like kwan out there (laughs) buying this yeah
4: as long as as they they put yeah no see that's that's the thing It's like that's why ea is still viable that's why they're still charging 60 dollars. For the same version of Madden, for a decade now. <laughs>
2: yes. Get him. Yes. And every that's year. That's why I buy Madden like once every four years.
1: And every year I buy FIFA. Yeah. And I'm like, not again. They're not gonna get me not again. Not get ever. me. Every
3: and year then, I, I buy the WWE 2K. that's because dude, they're they're like smart
4: $60. little. Yeah, you're basically paying sixty dollars for an updated roster at this point. Which, like, if that's your gaming. Like I don't want a dog on you. Like that's totally fine, but it just isn't encouraging. It isn't encouraging them to make a better game, though. And it, it eventually that's gonna catch up. But like right now, it's just it, you know people are people are still buying. But it's,
1: I think it's truly. Be, years, yeah, I think it's tru- actually make Madden too. Right? I'm still
2: I mean, playing Madden online with Mitch Trubisky as my quarterback. That's how far back I'm still <laughs> repping Madden. See, I I buy Madden, but like. Give that shit a few years, ride that out a few years. Hold it out, hold it out, yeah. Hey, you take that shit back. It's
1: also because they don't have competitors.
2: (laughs) No,
3: yeah, that's true. They don't,
1: you know, like FIFA has had a few that have come out. Like Konami was making uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, which was like a small competitor. And just this year, there's a new game called UFL that's going to be a soccer game, and that's free to play. I was going to say, they don't have competitors, though, because they have like exclusive licensing rights. But... With that being said, but most people don't give a fuck about like licensing and whether you're using those characters. They just want a fun game to play. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I guess you were, you might be right. I mean,
0: about for that.
3: for a while, the Mac-
4: there are two very different crowds on that. Because I know there's a lot of people like I would. I mean, just just completely honest, I would never play a football game that I could not play as my team. As you know,
2: fair point. And your team is
1: the Jones Bengals, team. right? The Bungles.
4: No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to take off this JT jersey from. Jay
2: Breezy? Joe
4: Brizzy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn, I didn't realize that was uh. Taylor Jonathan Taylor, from
4: yeah, the
2: University of Wisconsin.
4: Absolutely, and that's the other reason why I got it because, like you know, from living Wisconsin, from Wisconsin, you know, being on my favorite team, I was like, you know what, JT, you know, MVP caliber season. I needed a new jersey. My Andrew Luck one was just not cutting it anymore. So, yeah, I had to go with JT. Well, my wife got me this for my birthday. and Beautiful. It, mm-hmm. Shout out to the missus. Right, right before he scored five touchdowns in the Bills game. Ooh, <laughs> sounds like a lucky yeah. jersey to me yeah. if I've ever heard something. Yeah. Like- yeah, dude. I love this thing. I've worn it every Sunday since.
1: Are you very yeah. superstitious when it comes to that jersey?
4: No, not at all. No, I, yeah, no. I, I mean, like, I, I, I like it because I like wearing it. I don't. I have no, no, no inclination that if I wear this, JT's gonna get over a hundred or under a hundred. If I don't, yeah, just a coincidence. Yeah. You got five touchdowns. Are
1: you that big of a fan? Like, you know, Juan and I are about sports. Where if your team performs badly, you start beating your wife. <laughs> Jesus,
2: <laughs> I think this might be an isolated problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, say so you
4: up in that. Yeah, game. I was gonna <laughs> say.
1: <laughs> where if your um, team loses, it, it ruins your week. You're like God, it, it and brings- the rest of the week you're like they could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. They could have performed. They could have played this guy instead.
3: Brings a relationship that it, much it, closer. It,
2: it, it, yeah, yeah.
4: It, it's one thing that I have. It's one thing that I have. Um, I take pride in is not connecting to that. Like I, I love the Colts and I'm invested in their success and like. When they when they lost to the Jags, man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that, that day
2: was shot. But it was, I Broke it was your heart a little like bit. Just a little bit.
4: like that. Yeah, like that day was shot, though. Like, I had stuff to get done. <laughs> that Dude, that
1: just didn't get done. Get done. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. No, man. When my team loses, I am the fucking worst person to be around. Mm. You carry that shit with you? You wear it on your sleeve? Uh, to an extent, I'll be like, you know, because the missus will be like, hey, uh, what's wrong? And I'm like, you know, I'm just kind of tired today. And in the back of my head, I'm like, if we just fucking fire the coach, then all of our problems <laughs> will be fucking solved. <laughs> Speaking of coaches, Brian Flores, the former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is suing the NFL for being racist. Get it. Who, who Get knew bag. that rich white people would be racist? Who would have seen that coming?
3: Breaking news. <laughs> Shocking.
1: <laughs> Shocking that the people that made an uproar when Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the national anthem to highlight police brutality. Who knew those people were the racist? Uh Jay, what's I your mean, t- what's your take on this?
4: I want Brian Flores to be our defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I was bummed to see that he's suing the NFL because I was like, oh, well probably not going to get he's 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 definitely going to get blacklisted (laughs) oh yeah yeah. yeah, or more than likely yeah. yeah yeah um and so from a purely selfish perspective this did bum me out but also like i read that news story and i was like finally someone's actually saying it you know like the thing that we've known happens across the league all of these tanking teams someone's actually said it
2: yeah, Jay, um, can you flesh that out a little bit just because we have so many... And are, are we, ta- are um, we talking listeners about the central like,
3: accusations from the NFL towards Brian Flores? Is this a so Penn State Brian, situation?
2: Yeah, no, no,
1: no. no. So thinking Brian about- Flores
4: was fired by the Miami Dolphins, and he has gone back and he's suing the Dolphins, the Giants, and another team. Broncos. Yes, who he had interviewed for, but, you know... They had decided on a coach without even considering him. They just interviewed him because of his race. And now he's insinuating or he's suing because he believes that he was fired due to his race. And also, the more interesting part of this to me, besides the racial aspect, is that he's also accusing the Dolphins of willing to pay him $100,000 per loss. I I think that's the most significant part of the lawsuit, too.
3: Yes, absolutely. And if I'm correct, the purpose to lose was to get a better seating in the draft. That's
2: right. Which, by
3: the way, brilliant, brilliant. I would do that if I was a Dolphin GM. I'd be paying all my dudes (laughs) to take. I'd be paying them Applebee's gift card. I'll be paying them in any kind of gift card. (laughs) Gas
2: cards. (laughs) See the price of gas out here.
3: We need to get Tony. Does Tony Romo still play? Get Uh, his ass. His number one (laughs) draft pick.
4: Bring it. Bring him in. Burlington's own, <laughs> Burlington's own Tony Romo. Oh man, what a,
0: it ch- is a the Chocolate
4: Center. City's <laughs> own Tony
2: Romo. Uh, Bro,
0: he
2: should have used oh. that moniker more. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I did
1: want to point out before I let uh, Jay kind of run free is uh, mm-hmm. he also claims that they were very unwillingly using the Rooney Rule, which is uh, they have to interview. Uh, black applicant for any open positions this being minority actually any, yeah minority. Yeah, it can be any minority oh. right yeah oh. um, and so they were like, oh no, that's clearly some bullshit that they're tr- he's trying to throw on us. Uh, they showed up to an interview an hour late and apparently extremely hungover.
2: That's right. That what uh, Luis is talking is about right giants. now.
1: The Giants. The Giants. John Elway. Right? No, that yeah. was
2: no yeah. homie. That was the Broncos. John Elway. The Giants were the people who.
1: I apologize for the misinformation.
3: That's Bill Belichick's right? yeah, Giants,
2: right? So, so there's a few <laughs> different incidents that happened with with Brian Flores. One, he got fired from the Dolphins for not cooperating and taking like taking like the was, L. Yeah, like like he was instructed to by his boss, aka the general manager. Um, so he he wouldn't tank during his first season. So that kind of got off to a bad start with his team. He supposedly um, didn't love his quarterback and was vouching for a different quarterback when they were drafting him. Uh, and his input was, like, disregarded, and that other quarterback turned out to be much, 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 much better. Um, point it doesn't matter. Um, with Once he gets fired, right, like, after two winning seasons, after the Dolphins had not had two winning seasons in a row in 20 years or something like that. So, like, that's the backdrop. He got fired after two pretty decent winning seasons after they had just gone – in a total coach drought, like nobody was watching Dolphins football in like the last two decades, and they still fired him even though he's been like their best coach in those two decades. Um, so that's kind of why he's bringing up the whole like race part. And they fired you know. him
3: because of the 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 Rooney Rule. No, wh- no, no where where no, the no. Rooney, Rooney Rule role. comes
2: into place is with the Giants um, and with the Broncos. The Broncos um, brought him in when they had a, a, and had essentially treated the interview very unseriously. Uh the owner very unprofessional. Yeah, the owner and the team president were like um all disheveled and drunk for or uh had like alcohol on their stench from the night before. Like or visibly like hungover that. apparently. Yeah, l- like some frat boys or some shit, right? So like how are you that's very telling because you're quite literally the interviewing someone to be like the CEO of your billion dollar operation. Like you're you you did not take it seriously if you showed up in those conditions. Um, mm-hmm. so he's making that allegation with them and with the Giants, he's, he's alleging that, uh, he got a text message from his old boss, uh, and who, a connection to the Giants in a way, Bill Belichick, you know, like the legendary e. coach. He's the um, sexy guy that wears no sleeves on his, uh, hoodies. Right. Darth Vader, the Sith Lord. Um, point is, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick had texted Brian Flores by mistake saying, Hey Brian, I heard you got the NYG job. Congratulations and um brian flores was like oh my god that's amazing do you know something i don't know like what's going on and Mm -hmm. then uh belichick goes on to say oh my bad i was trying to text brian dable not brian flores and uh this is all in text messages and this is like evidence number one of like the allegation against the giants because he got this message days before the Giants announced their actual hiring of Brian Dable. Yeah. And uh, he had essentially gotten the interview like days after he got that text message. Like already. So knowing, they weren't even considering. Yeah, they him. weren't even considering him. They were just bringing him in to like. To abide by the ruling rule. Yeah, exactly. To cross off some check marks. That's like, some bullshit. Cross off a checklist. Yeah. So like there's a few different allegations in, in different ways that he was mistreated. But I think the ones that are like the most important ones and like some people are saying that they might make them sell the team if like this is proven or at least uh, the general manager's going to get fired and blacklisted yeah. from sports for the rest of his life. But yeah, if, they, if that tanking thing uh, allegation is true, dude, like, oof, like he's gonna get pete rose they're gonna sue the shit out of him everything like they're gonna throw the book at that guy he
3: was a whistleblower yeah Yeah. for being a whistleblower
2: i'm not talking about brian getting the the book thrown on uh, at him i'm talking about the general manager who offered the hundred thousand that was like yo i need you to oh eight that's his
3: business and
1: uh maybe (laughs) to an extent
2: but uh people like like jay said people have always thought like that uh some teams do that, but like there's never been concrete evidence like that. I mean,
3: a couple of years ago, basketball was caught in a referee uh, scandal of that nature in the playoff season, right? Yeah. Referees were taking bribes or something of that nature.
4: Well, I just saw today that um, Hugh Jackson, uh, the two coach of the Cleveland Browns from 2016 to 2017, went one in 31 over those two seasons. Jesus um, Christ encourage via like his contract be like your roster has to be under a certain age you know various handicaps essentially not saying we'll give you money if you lose but we would like you to do these things that are going to be bad for the team but good for the future um and uh, he you know and he was contractually handicapped yeah blackhead coaches becoming scapegoats for really shitty seasons are you like are you fucking kidding me
1: <laughs> <laughs> and jay i'd like to get your opinion on this that kind of feels like not only are you setting them up to have a bad season but you're setting these coaches up to have a bad future because all of a sudden they're going to go into interviews and the first thing that's going to be brought up is well you were only one in 32 yep. yeah. why would we hire you when you have a bad track record of getting results when in reality, the big picture as well, I was purposely, like you said, purposely handicapped so that the franchise over a course of maybe 10 years would start getting results. And me as a coach over those three years, I had my hands tied. Like I did the best I could and ultimately, you know, dumbfounded when it came to getting wins
4: yeah and exactly and you know you're you're looking at one in 31 and like i mean i he wasn't a coach after that you know like he went into i think like broadcasting i believe um but yeah like the last thing you ever want to do in an interview you know or at least i was taught is bad you know interview skills is like bad mouthing who you just worked for you know like that it, it, you know, it's just 101, you know, it's not something you want to do if you want to get the job. Um, And so, like, yeah, you you know, you're supposed to take responsibility, but also, like, you know, like, 1 in 31 is, you know, kind of unexcusable, but you have these other factors. It's, it's, it's wild, I you know, and so it's, I'm glad they're talking about it, though. I'm glad they're talking about it,
1: though. Yeah, I'm glad it's, it's being brought it. up because, I uh, mean, the people that watch the NFL are, I think Juan said it uh, in in earlier podcast a couple that the NFL has become the modern day church. So every Sunday, these like you know families get together and instead of going to church, they really rally behind their team. And I know it because I live in a very conservative town, and the Piggly Wiggly. That's the best time to go because these lunch pail. Blue collar (laughs) workers are watching the NFL while I'm grabbing my Sunday pork. And it really is interesting that a lot of the NFL fans, not a lot of them, but it seems like a majority of them, tend to be that, you know, they're more conservative, more right sided, and you definitely saw an uproar. Tradition. Tradition, exactly. Very traditional. You know, I'm, I'm glad that it's being talked about, but then the first thing in my mind that came to was. This is gonna get a really bad backlash.
3: Oh, because of the
1: yeah, Cause of the fans. And if the fans can't rally behind it, then you know it it, it isn't gonna you you know what take many, off. Like,
2: surprisingly, so far, like the the commentary online seems to be pretty supportive. Like surprisingly, but that's on
1: that's online. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's, that's until true. we see like the fans. That, that that's until we see like the, fan base the the owners. The fan base yeah, stores. and you're you're saying online. Who's yeah. online this the is, most? This, yeah, this is you know young yeah. people. Oh uh, yeah, not,
2: not the church goers. Young
1: liberals like us.
2: When I compared football to church, I meant like, it's quite literally like the last public like. Activity. You're that, trying to save face in front kinda, of Jay right now. No, I'm just trying to flesh that out. You said
1: you said people from Wisconsin consider Aaron Rodgers the new Jesus Christ. Well, that is what those I. Those were your exact words. That is what I said. Those is, those
3: is, the is, new is, Messiah. But isn't that true though? He beat COVID.
2: That's true. <laughs> that guy Very came true. back <laughs> and like he beat COVID.
3: In four days he rose or something he, like that. I think he had like and on the a, seventh day he rested. He was like the only
2: person in the world that has ever caught. COVID in just one specific body part. I don't know if you guys were aware but he had COVID toe COVID this toe. year and uh, he beat that as well. No. I, I th- I think
1: he said th- his I, wife had camel toe?
3: <laughs> <COVID> no, toe.
2: <laughs> he himself had COVID toe. I think he was, uh, I think he was being okay. facetious
3: when he said that. But,
1: yeah. Well listen, he came, I think, I don't know if I said this last week but he came out and said people were rooting against me because of my uh, anti-vax remarks when I'm not anti-vax myself. Let's all give a round of applause. Applause Shout out to Aaron Rodgers. Uh predictions for the Super Bowl. Ooh. Joe Breezy's gonna take it?
3: Joe Breezy. Yeah. Breezy.
1: Is that who you're going with, Jay? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And why like, is that? I, how did yeah, you how did the fi- the AFC and the A- NFC championship look to you?
4: were Amazing games. You know, they, they were actually like legitimately very good games. And um, you know, I think uh I think Joe's he got sacked nine t- 20 times in the last two games and you know still found a way to win like psh, you know what psh, he's making it look like what?
2: madden like he's when got it. when you um, give it to your cousin with a terrible team and he still whoops your ass yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
4: you know i mean like i guess you know like the rams have the experience you know they have more players that have been to the super bowl that have done this before and you've got matt stafford who's obviously on fire. You know, he's motivated to get this done. But um yeah, no, it's it's really interesting dynamic. But you know, I mean I like the Bengals. I like their story more and I think, you know, they've I think they've got a very good shot. And I think, you know, like they they've got more of a more of a franchise on their back, you know, ready to go and ready for that wins. Wins. They're essentially
3: the underdogs if I'm correct, right? The Bengals?
4: The Bungles, I believe is the correct way. They're the
1: The underdog going in?
4: The Bungles, yeah, for the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah.
1: They also got the yeah. the blackest white quarterback. So I just want to see Joe breezy win. Joe Breezy. I just I love his antics off the field and post game celebrating. Where's the gold chain? With the players. Ex- <laughs> exactly. He's like fucking Mike Ditka. Bro, he looks he I I just I love his personality. And one thing, and Jay, you don't know this. Do you know who Stan Kroenke is? Stan Kroenke is the owner of the L.A. Rams, famously notorious for moving them out of St. Louis, where they are originally from, right? Okay. Very yep. disliked, got an L.A. stadium built on California tax, and now famously the stadium has no fans because they're yep. from St. Louis. Stan Kroenke is also the owner of the football team I support, which is Arsenal Football Club. He spent zero okay. dollars... In the one month where he was allowed to buy players. Zero? Arsenal sold six (laughs) players in January and brought in zero.
2: Holy shit. So it was like a fire sale.
1: It was a fire sale. And that's six players in January on top of four players that left in the summer. So now we have a very, very thin squad. And our forwards have a combined three goals. Our two forwards. How many games? They're both. uh, There's been 18 so far. (laughs) What? In the Premier League. It's it's 18-19. In the Premier League, they have three combined goals, the two of them.
2: Did they play the majority of the season, though? They've been
1: playing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And not to mention that the big issue is that their contracts expire in the summer, this coming up summer. So our two forwards we have now can essentially leave for free in the summer. And we haven't brought anybody in to replace them yet or even compete or, or even compete or, give anything. Depth or anything. Exactly. Like that. So what? that's why I want what? L.A. Rams to lose even more. Yeah. OK. Fuck so the Cronky family.
2: And to flesh that out even more, they're like the Death Star to give you an analogy of what kind of team they are.
1: He He married into Walmart.
2: The yeah the rams like let me let me uh give you a little breakdown of like because i i love the way that these two jay teams made a face built. wait jay
1: made a face why uh
2: like let me flesh this out for you jay and tell me if you think this analogy works like in my opinion the Bengals are uh were built with in a very like traditional way like they drafted burrow they drafted weapons you know like um the dude has been with the team two years he, he was a rookie with them everything right um they they did make uh, quite a few moves during free agency but for the most part their marquee players jamar chase and um the quarterback burrow uh were drafted right to be exactly who they are Uh, so they they were built in a very traditional like almost safe long-term um success kind of way but they're still having short-term success so that's great it's very sustainable is my point versus uh the Rams have, like, traded away every first-round pick they have for, like, the next 10 years, and they have essentially, yeah, homie, like, they haven't had a first-round pick in four years or something like that, right, Jay? And yeah, it's something to that effect. And, well, uh, yeah. They, they don't have
4: it for the next three or four years, too. Yeah, because
2: they're always trading for players like, like Matthew Stafford. um, Von Miller, they traded for on the defense. Uh, and, like, these are a lot of the times they're almost like midseason trades or a few weeks into the game or into the season. So, like, that's when they see that they're, they're having some success. But, hey, if we just sharpen this defense a little bit more, maybe we can really make it to the big game. And that's what I mean. Like, they have um, acquired these superstars, Odell, Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, from a lot of different teams so there's like this Frankenstein Death Star thing that's been put together. But hey, like it's working and it kinda has been. So it's it's just a wild to see like the way that these two philosophies are have both found their way to the big game are are just kinda going against each other, you kinda, know, a clash like of a, civilizations. Like a
3: grassroots versus like a like the the, yeah. the, the mega company yeah. that's buying everything. A, yeah,
2: it's like the the A's versus the Yankees, you know, like <laughs> the smallest <laughs> team in the, the league.
4: The difference to me is that I think if the Rams lose the Super Bowl, it will be a failure. Yeah. I think if the Bengals lose,
2: it's not a failure. True, true, because it's only their second year or his second year, yeah.
4: Exactly, it's incredible. But if you go all in, three first-round picks for Matthew Stafford, a quarterback that has been injured on and off, has lost one playoff game, never won one, and you you mortgage your future for that, and you don't win the Super Bowl, then
1: you're it's a failure. It's a failure. Then everything you know. was for nothings.
4: Exactly. It's incredible. But if you go all in, three first round picks for Matthew Stafford, a quarterback that has been injured on and off, has lost one playoff game, never won one, then and you know, you mortgage your future for that and you don't win the Super Bowl, then you're it's a failure. It's a failure you know yes. like, are
1: you kidding me especially for you said I'm that the LA rams traded three first round picks for him i believe so which is yeah. a shit i mean that's a lot dude that's yeah that's
4: a
2: lot yeah first and, round and picks granted, are are you know, gold a chance at marquee players for your franchise
4: and, and and i and i will say like the difference between a first round pick and a second round pick like the the only the only way a first round pick really matters to me is like a top 10 pick because those that's where you can get like generational talent you know the guys that are come on your squad and are going to make a difference in, instantly um but like the Colts have found so much value in the second and third rounds over the last couple of years Darius Leonard was a second round pick you know and because he was he was a short guy no one thought he could do it but
2: is he a short guy? He's a short king. Yeah. Wait, how tall is he? Cause he's he's just got the longest arms, dude.
1: Shout out to everybody
3: over under five
1: ten. Hell
2: yeah. He's got the span of a six ten person, you said?
3: Oh, okay. sorry. Sorry. He's I was
2: gonna say, like, he doesn't look that short. But hey Jay, that actually brings up a great topic. Um, that great transition into this. you're mentioning Darius Leonard. What is your impression of his uh, head coach or defensive coordinator the last few years. Cause I'm sure, oh. you know, we fucking hired the guy and I'm, I I'm, kind under, I'm kind of under, I'm kind of underwhelmed. The bears. Um, but yeah, for those who don't know and wonder what I'm talking about, uh, Jay is a fan of the team that the Colts or the bears hired their new head coach from uh, and, and, He's talking about the head a, coach, a linebacker who was coached by that particular coach, the head coach. Yep, his name is Matt. Eber, it's Matt Eberfluss, Eberflus. that's right. Mm-hmm. Can you so could you yeah. elaborate on what you thought about his coaching, like the defense in Indianapolis, like your overall picture of him? If, if in also, if you could predict how you think he would do with the Bears, let's see, Wait, give it a whirl. Was
3: he there with Andrew Luck around that time period or no?
4: um i don't know no he's he started with frank reich and so he would have had a year one one year frank reich got to coach andrew luck um and so matt eberflus was on the team at that time I, i i i believe he came on as a coordinator um but yeah so he was our defensive coordinator what i can tell you to expect if he's able to accomplish the same thing defensively wise is your team is going to be in the top 5 in turnovers forced you know you're going to get crazy interceptions but you're also going to get a team that could potentially blow a 14 point lead with 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter okay you to keep me on your toes
0: it's pretty rough
4: that um, that wasn't that wasn't like
2: teams. a bad week or something <laughs> no
1: it's a consistent um, it's a consistent
4: performance <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's amazing how consistently teams are able to come back on us. It's, I think it's because he has a very conservative defensive style, um, and, and opportunistic, you know, those two things. And you think like, okay, you know, like that, though, those two things go really well together. And, you know, I would say just as many games, that we lost, like Baltimore, we lost uh, in overtime. They came back, like, 21 points at, in the fourth quarter, and they they won in overtime.
1: God and damn!
4: There, was, there were several games where we won on a last-minute turnover, too. You know, whether it's a pick, Darius Leonard fumble, you know, like, his punch-outs are legendary, you know. He has a great punch-out. He can... How many fumbles did he cause this year? Was it four eight? He... Caused eight fumbles and had four interceptions.
2: There are 17 wow. games. That dude was, like, causing a turnover Jesus. more than Almost half the games.
4: Game. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's He's a beast. Like, I, I, I love watching him play. Yeah.
3: Imagine the number of dudes he gave CTE. That's That's really <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> him alone.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome because uh, the Bears' is most uh, talented defensive player, and I would say, like, long-term defensive player, is Roquan Smith. Who um kind of fits that like small speedy linebacker role? Like he, I can see him getting a lot of picks personally. Maybe not as many uh, forced fumbles because I think that's kind of like a perfected art that um, players are kind of individually good at. I don't think that. Well, at least like players like Leonard, he's been causing fumbles since he got into the league. You know, I watched Charles Tillman like do the same thing. I don't think it's a very random thing. I think it is a skill. Um, but yeah, like I, he's not that good at that, but I do think he's going to be a fucking King with the interception sacks. Um, But overall though, dude, I'm kind of disappointed to hear that that was like your analysis (laughs) of him. What, 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 him being conservative. Okay. Um, what, how was, uh, how did your defense develop as far as like individual players? Like, did you feel that, uh, like younger players got better under him or, they
4: kind of came in at pretty good and they just kind of stayed that way. I would say there's definitely a, a good amount of development. Um honestly, I do like I I'm really interested to see how our defense does this year. Um because, you know, we didn't we had very bad pass rush despite having we had two rookie edge edges um ends, sorry, defensive ends and we had DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, and DeForest Buckner, obviously all pro level player, Pro Bowler. You know he's he's an absolute beast, but he didn't have the numbers. Yeah, I was
2: year, gonna say my impression you know, of him is more of like uh like he would st- stuff the run every time and get some opportunistic sacks, not necessarily yes, like yeah. a killer pass rusher.
4: Mm-hmm. And and there's there's a, a lot of times where I felt like I I saw it on the field and I felt like he could have gone for the quarterback but I felt like our 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 defensive line was trying to play contain more often than not you know and it gave court- opposing quarterbacks a lot of time um and so th- that could w- would be a concern of mine as a head coach but um, yeah, no. I'm curious to see how he does. But I think he, like, he is part of that that team that drafted Leonard. You know, that drafted these rookie ends who I think are going to be fantastic over the next couple of years.
2: Um, oh, so um, you see some potential yeah. in those ends?
0: Yeah,
4: absolutely.
3: Okay. So, I, I, so being a big Colts guy, right? I, 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 got a question for you. Have you been? Have you caught up with the HBO's uh, Hard Knocks in season?
4: Yeah, uh, I haven't watched the last episode <laughs> um because um you know i don't need to relive that <laughs> um, but, uh yeah i watched it all season and i think it definitely like heightened my investment in the team um yeah, i loved to get to see behind the scenes it definitely had a reality show aura about it that like i could tell like that
2: some parts were scripted you know, yeah, or okay. kind they, of, they first
4: kind of—they kind of were directed round. to say some things, maybe. Not necessarily directed to say something, but like I—I I could tell when I saw like ten percent of a conversation. Okay, mm. well, obviously. Yeah.
1: They like they try to clip it together. To yeah, they try to sh- yeah. like.
4: Where I can tell, like I'm not seeing the meat of the conversation, and, you know, and whether that's Hart Knox not showing that or the Colts, you know, putting the Knicks on that. You yeah, know? Which, like I totally understand. Like it's still a very competitive thing and they want to make sure that they still have the edge you know so i'm not going to see any game planning or anything but um yeah i definitely still you know they they danced around the COVID stuff when it hit our team and you know there was no one really talking about it and i kind of just felt like i wasn't really getting the whole story and so that bugged me but um it was still it was still enjoyable. I got to see these players, like, in their homes with their families, you know, and that's a perspective I never would have gotten before, and, you know, I watched, you know, our defensive lineman, you know, just dump a bunch of, you know, chicken in his sink and put hot sauce all over it and then put it in the grill, you know, like, and it just added so much, like, personalities and quirks to all these guys I watch play every day, um, and, you know, see Darius Leonard walk around with his kids, you know, Oh
1: yeah. You- about, like, Feel more enamored with the team, and you like follow their daily life, and you kind of like when you watch them play. You're like, damn, I really wanted to succeed because I wonder how his son would feel, you know, and stuff like that.
3: It it also shows the connection between the what's the coach's name, Frank, whatever. Frank Reich. Frank Reich and uh, the the QB Carson. Carson. Yeah. Carson
2: Wentz. Yeah, that's actually a great uh, segue. Um, Jay, I wanted to ask you on. What your thoughts on Frank Reich overall as your coach are, and also uh, Carson Wentz being your quarterback? If you could give me your so, thoughts on those two,
4: yeah. So Frank Reich, I feel good about. Um, I think uh, I I like Frank a lot. I think he hasn't had the same quarterback in the four years he's been our head coach. You know, he went from Andrew Luck to Jacoby percent to Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz. You know, so he has not had the same quarterback. And I think that consistency is key. And so, you know, but over those four years, we've had an exactly 500 record, you know, across the board, it's, it's, it's dead even. And so not bad enough to get fired, not good enough to do anything in the playoffs. And so now I'm looking at these two, like, I'm (laughs) I'm looking at these two, you know, Bible thumpers and I'm looking them in the eye. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is your second year together make something happen.
1: this has to be the one yeah.
4: it's got to at least be a playoff run you have the best running back in the league you hey come on now up. come on
2: second oh. place ain't too bad you can't be oh. mad at being the shadow of king henry
4: well, who's come king on now oh come on you No, know, jonathan taylor you know just because Der- derrick derrick henry is going to be old news in two years
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, we'll let that yes. happen oh. let that happen get him a-
1: no, it's done. Donald John, Driver's John, not playing anymore? Full,
4: full, <laughs> full. <laughs> Two full healthy years next year. JT's going to have more rushing yards.
2: Hey, hey how, how do you know like the injury bug's not going to bite him? You don't know that. Well, don't you don't know that.
4: that. Don't wish that. Yeah. I said to, you know,
2: Meanwhile, Derek Henry's this. over here. 260 pounds of pure muscle, stiff arming people into next year.
4: You know, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not good. I have a lot of respect for him. Obviously, he's killed the Colts on several occasions. That's um, why. Hey, hey, there we go. There we go. <laughs> that we re- uncovered the reason why he's hating. <laughs> hey, I, I like you're gonna sit here and praise Aaron Rodgers. You know,
2: ask these guys. Ask these guys. I, I've talked about him. being He
1: willingly like, took ivermectin just because yeah, Aaron Rodgers Aaron was recommending Rogers it.
2: Was recommending it, and I ordered it from this Indian pharmacy. Yeah. We took a
1: bro taste this trip down to Mexico and we're like, Hey, you got some uh That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I asked the little kid on the street. He was asking me for a taco and I was like, Do I look like a rich guy? Like, <laughs> come on. Wh- where where's the fun? Give me
1: what I want. <laughs> <laughs> so uh
4: maybe I do need to reevaluate these, you know. 10-year-old high school friendships. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well uh you know we we think the Bengals should win and that is it for news and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back once again to talk about why women should pay on the first date. And, you know, this may be a little controversial of a take, but it's 2022, and I feel like, listen, we're out working all day, Mm -hmm. and the least they can do is just, bro, pay for Applebee's. Two
3: for 20? mm -hmm. Especially since, like, Battlefield 5, they were in the cover of it. If you're (laughs) in the cover of Battlefield 5, you (laughs) should go pay out for our dinners and drinks. What the
2: hell? Everyone knows that that's what they've been aspiring to do for. They've been aspiring to get on the cover of video games. The mm-hmm. one most. Yeah. Play, most Mostly played by 90% males, if, yeah. if someone runs the numbers on that, I'm sure.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, video game developer studios, also very female-forward. No yeah. terrible allegations nope. towards any recently
2: bought studios and mm-hmm. uh, alpha college fraternity behavior. And video game characters are one of the most under-sexualized media platforms in all of media history, in my opinion.
4: Have you guys played Soul Calibur?
0: <laughs> yes.
4: I'm Yeah, you know, I, I I know it's well known for its well-covered protagonists, you know, all the characters very modest, you know, you know. The
3: well-placed you know,
4: armor? You know, yeah. Yeah, the very, it, yeah. It's
2: almost like a video game that could have been made in like Saudi Arabia, you know, like
4: Yeah, oh yeah, it's Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and what that it actually was, if I remember.
2: Yeah, it. yeah, you're you're probably right. You're right. <laughs>
1: And with that being said, uh, we'll take those next few uh, minutes, hours, days, maybe, whatever long it takes us uh, to talk about some of our favorite of nerd culture
3: and video games, video Video games, you know, specifically
1: movies, comics, comic book movies, comic book characters. Mm -hmm. And I also find it very interesting. I wonder how um, the rest of you feel that, you know, that sort of media and portrayal was very looked down upon. For very long, you know, because I remember being a nerd and being yeah. into Spider-Man and Power Rangers growing up and having to hide that from my, you know, my yeah. my friends. And now the out of the top 10 highest grossing films in history, I believe um, three to five of them are all MCU movies, including Spider-Man No Way Home, which mm-hmm. was just recently came out in December. So
2: that and games
3: up there, Infinity War. You're yeah. right.
2: There was, though, like a. And we lived it i just i personally can't pinpoint it perhaps mm-hmm. you guys can ah. like uh, a specific shift in the culture that you're like describing or trying to put your finger on and that i totally agree oh. with like there were i can't rem- i don't remember when but like there was a point in time where like you said those like superhero movies like the comic book um media in general like even the like cartoon versions weren't taken seriously right they like batman that like um, it's a good show animated batman was not taken that seriously when solid you, were, a little solid kid. you were just like it was just a show to watch or you were flipping through right um but suddenly like we grew up and there seemed to be like this shift where it became way more mainstream and i i can't put my finger on why that shift happened
3: see i can't but can.
2: i just noticed that it happened
3: see, that's the issue <laughs> well our lifetime it was cool because you're what you're describing is cool shit batman animated series Dark. Have you, have you seen? Yeah, but my point like, is that when we were young,
2: shit. like we didn't like view this as like the cool show to watch. Like it was just I, that show. was
1: actually a groundbreaking show because of the way it was portrayed. But still, to to the extent of what I was saying, is it very much was this kind of underground thing, and now those movies are like they're the mainstream, That's a my mainstream point. event. Like dude, Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, in a yeah. in a time of two years where movies movie theaters were
2: closed and all of a sudden this movie is one of the highest grossing of all time you know in, in an era when that's so hard to judge though because like but the pandemic aren't worth the same amount you
4: know like no it, it is oh, it's
1: yeah. adjusted for inflation is it it okay. is adjusted for inflation right, yeah okay. uh jay what's your take on this
4: yeah so i definitely i think the shift is, is always interesting but i think it was over time i think there was just the entire phase one of the mcu you know you had these superhero movies and superhero movies have been around you know you've had your batman's of ye old days and you had the original spider-man trilogy and the amazing spider-man around the same time but i think just whatever reason people just love that crossover shit like i i I do like I have a pot like super bracket bros is about a crossover from different universes, you know, like the slow realization of all these after credit scenes, like it's, Oh wait, that's, that's connected. And it makes you feel smart. Like, like as a <laughs> watcher. I, I watched Iron Man and then I went to go watch the Hulk and then I watched Thor and I was like, Oh wait, like Robert Downey Jr. Came in at the end of that movie too. Like, wait, what's, what's, what's happening here? You know, and then in Avengers, you know, like it came together and everybody came together in the same movie and I, I knew it all and I knew everything about these characters and they could just go straight into the action, you know? And I think that is also part of it too, is I think that, um, this, this interconnected universe allows us to have these movies that are all go, 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 go. Um, and I think that's a big part of it too.
3: A, a beautiful thought. crescendo and it's really
4: interesting you know it was a cultural phenomenon like i could, could not have imagined a world in which infinity war and endgame work but yet they made it happen and it had tremendous support um and i think like it sort of like fed into itself and became this you know at this the snowball going down the hill and catching speed and gaining momentum and into this you know grand experience you know because like endgame isn't a movie it's an experience at this point you know like it's a, it's a culmination five
1: and a half hours combined almost six hours What what is yeah absolutely. infinity war and endgame
3: yeah. oh together infinity side by endgame. side
1: which yeah. you can literally watch back to back but i mean it's
2: you want to digest oh, yeah. it a little bit, <laughs> yeah. You want to you want to breathe for a second.
3: Dude, <laughs> what Jay was saying, he's got a good point because like I never thought I would have seen. Yeah, the- Yeah, uh, that's that's
2: a great the, analysis. The, the way the, that they make you feel smart because they have subtle references, Easter eggs, things like that. Or even seeing
3: like the MCU like crossover with like the Spider Man from Sony, like because of the legal issues and like to see that in a lifetime, people would pay money. Like I paid money to go see that. Yeah, like oh my god. Yeah. Sony Spider-Man is in the Marvel Spider-Man? Because the they, they
2: told you for years that there was this barrier to make it happen. Yeah, and right. boom. That,
3: that forbidden door yeah. kind
2: of a thing. I also think
1: that like uh, the big foundation of this all is comic book fans. So yeah. these people have been seeing this on a regular basis, like weekly seeing Avenger comic books of like uh, a Spider-Man is in New York and all of a sudden fucking Moon Knight appears or Daredevil or Deadpool and you know like phil said for years and years and even decades studios couldn't do it just because they have financial uh, some, issues it was in the way like risky i'm sure it was right? it was like copyright issues because yeah it's, well if, if we're making this movie how are we splitting the money together yeah. you know for example now x-men are is owned by disney so theoretically we could start seeing x-men in the marvel universe which is something that you see in the comic books one of the the, one of the first storylines that got me into comics was Avengers versus X-Men, which came out in 2013. And that was quite literally the Avengers versus the X-Men. And what are they going to do? And each issue is their issues and going back and forth. And you just haven't seen that in the movies. And now that you are finally watching these, to Jay's point, it does make you feel smart because you're like, oh, I, I, I thought that this would happen and mm-hmm. now this is happening. And then to Phil's point, you weren't allowed this for so long that now that you are we're just all eating it up. Yeah.
4: Oh,
3: so decadent.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think the thing is, it's that's what comic book lovers have loved, but movies make it more accessible. Yeah, you know,
1: you're seeing you know, it in real life.
4: Exactly. As The Avengers was coming out, and I mean, probably it, even to this day, it's much more acceptable to say, hey, I'm going to see Doctor Strange rather than, hey, I, I just bought the latest copy of Doctor Strange. You know, like, I, people... like. I'm one of, you know yeah.
3: yeah no that's a fair point yeah. Bro if
2: you say you just bought the latest copy of Doctor Strange mm, I'd be asking you like what shady gas station you got that at
1: <laughs> I don't even know if and, Doctor Strange and, and, has his own book at this point
4: Exactly you know and, and I'm guilty of this like I you know I don't I didn't go back and read the comics you know just because I I watched the movies
1: Yeah they're more accessible they're easier to digest you're not because my issue and the reason that I kind of stopped digesting so many comics is that you're looking at 700 issues of Spider-Man
0: oh yeah Jeez.
3: and from like different universes oh, I'll, sense,
1: I'll, like, hard to keep different track writers arcs it. that oh. went nowhere yeah. I mean you're talking about
2: oh it sounds like how do you catch up sounds like I should stay away
3: cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would recommend though for the Spider-Man comics do, like it has a beginning and an end it's the ultimate series the ultimate Spider-Man series the ultimate
1: series those have a beginning and end mm-hmm. and there's also graphic novels which will take a very specific arc and they'll Like Green Light, Uh, I'm sorry, The Green Green Lantern, Lantern. Black Light is a very, very interesting series that came out in 2014, 2012, and it was just a very composed, like there was the same writer, uh, Jeff Johns, which is now the creative director behind DC, wrote that series, and so it's a a lot easier to digest. I guess we can go around the room and and really focus on what we think some of the best are and what we recommend for uh, casual fans of series because... We've all seen hundreds of hours of comic book movies, of anime, of cartoons. And I, I'd like to get everybody's in opinion because we've all kind of grown up with it differently. So, with that being said, uh, fi-
2: you, I mean, yeah, rattle off your favorite. You, uh, I, you for. Like a few, what, whatever you want. The
1: 90s Fox animated Spider Man cartoon. It, oh. it, I went back and watched oh, it I think in the last five years I think it was and fantastic
3: mm-hmm. well the whole blockchain of Fox animated cartoon series around the X-Men the, and then the the crossover with oh, X-Men. Yeah. X-Men it crossed over the X-Men X-Men was fucking amazing
2: I don't know <laughs> what he's talking about but you don't know what, what he's talking energy. about how dare you! I, I saw a few episodes, but I don't understand why, that's that why reference. That's why I hate the MCU. <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't
1: watch it that much,
0: but I still feel that
4: theme in my bones. That, oh, you yeah. feel
3: your body shake. I'm gonna have to edit that in. You're talking it's about so the good.
2: theme. You weren't the, doing it. Okay. The okay.
1: X-Men 90s theme. You don't know <laughs> what he's <laughs> doing. All right. Fair. Fair. There was Wolverine, and then there was fucking Cyclops, and then Jubilee, oh, and then Gambit. What a Gisabelle.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Rogue too. A you? woman. Oh That's God. a woman right there.
1: Uh, yeah. So for a cartoon, that one, uh, my favorite movie would probably be, There's I, I think the ones. most recent Spider-Man, just because it just like makes no sense in terms of like. How did they make this work? but they they made it work. Mm-hmm. And it was just my childhood. I've, I've been Spider-Man 2002 was the very first movie I went to go see in general. And that was I was five years old and I had been watching the 90s Spider-Man cartoons for a couple of years at that point. and I had a red Spider-Man T-shirt. So going to go see that movie was just that made me I was, a, a, it was f- a fan from the beginning and then uh, watching yeah. Toby Maguire come back in 2021 and i mean dude i had to get a box of tissues wait 20 toby 20 Maguire now. was in there was in the most you recent spider-man no way. way home
3: <laughs> hey, get out of here
1: and this is the last episode of bro tasteless
3: <laughs> jay jay i'm sorry for the unprofessionalism of, the, of my co-host
2: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. bro it's been on my to-do list but then like uh, i haven't checked my to-do list when i have a free night Bro, no, is this is now only one member my movie list <laughs> no like, I, to no. watch list not to do list. i
3: get it you're anti-china anti-disney anti-big things <laughs> i get it
2: that's yeah. not true like i, I love just, china <laughs> no not that i just don't i don't know like i okay, i get to
0: it when uh, all right how about, later, you? You know? like, about you what about
3: you What's your favorite comic and favorite movie?
2: N- no, I am no. zero. Like I have zero. The authority Dark Knight to be, for Joaquin th- Phoenix. No, done. I have zero authority <laughs> to be a, a critic on on uh, movies uh, that have anything to do with uh, comic books or. You don't heroes. have a favorite
1: cartoon or movie? I mean, nothing.
2: I ha- yeah, uh, but it has like probably nothing to do with fucking superheroes. Like at, during the nineties, bro, I was a Pokemon we- like nerd dog. Like the
3: Pokemon's getting it.
2: Like, I, I guess if you consider that anime, but, like, nobody It is does. anime, yeah. but... No, it is anime. I, I
3: like, know, was
0: but in Japan.
2: Like, if you tell an anime fan, you yeah, I'm a Pokemon fan, you know? They like, would they'd be like, watch whatever face. you want.
1: I am an anime fan. As an anime fan, watch whatever you want.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay, well, cool, then. Well, I like, I, I was, like, I just enjoyed, like... Ash, Misty, Brock—like that generation of Pokemon, as opposed but to like, Digimon.
3: Digimon. I was a big monsters, Digimon, Digimon. I was oh, a big Digimon.
2: Champions. Like Stan too, dog.
0: Into digital yeah, no, Digimon, champions. Digimon was definitely in my
3: wheelhouse. In like Ash, world.
2: Yeah. But I, it was. It was Pokemon that grabbed me. Yeah. Like, games. Same. Physical merch. Video games. I had a
4: tiny plastic Pokemon sitting on my desk. Fuck right yeah! Now. Is that Lucario?
2: Like, Chrom, it's, <laughs> it's
4: no, yeah. just a random thing I got out of a little egg. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I, got,
1: uh, I got Pokemon Go recently downloaded again.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. dude. I've de- I've oh. deleted it and downloaded it like three times.
4: Oh man. Uh,
3: Pokemon Arenas just came out for the Switch, right? For RCS, yes. S-
4: Yes, and I've heard generally good things about it. I have my own thoughts about it. I'll wait for whatever r c s two is you know when it doesn't look like it's on a game boy um just personal preference, but um, <laughs> um i Pokemon Go does bring up a specific memory with Juan. I don't know if you remember this, but me golf cart and <laughs> driving people around playing Pokemon Go around Lake Lawn. <laughs> Oh yeah! Did you? Did I ever take you around
2: and hit all the Pokestops with me? <laughs> we only did that once. We only yeah, did that I once, did but that. we talked about doing it again.
4: That was height of my Pokemon Go was as a bellman at a, at Lake Lawn. I was on, <laughs> I was on my phone all the time you
2: you hit up every stop like every 10 minutes like yeah yeah.
4: Absolutely. yeah absolutely well that's that's what kept me going you know they told me you know get out there just be ready to help guests whenever you can and you know in my side seat i had pokemon go going you know just catch 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 yeah.
3: oh hell no. looking for that snorlax <laughs> snorlax right.
0: you
2: you probably got a lot of strong water types near lake lawn
4: I think so, yeah. But like, like I, I think I killed my phone because like Like that was a summer job and then wasn't able to to keep up. My phone was busted. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You wore Um, out the the battery that summer.
3: So how do you feel about the Pokemon movies?
2: Uh, yeah. I'm, oh I oh I fucking Ohio? love the Pokemon movies. So the Mewtwo right one now. is The Lugia oh. like Lugia. Well, I don't remember that that specific movie where
3: Pokemon 2000 with Yes, Lugia? I
2: thought that that's the one. Dude I that was has to be like my favorite Pokemon movie like oh. uh
3: the, the one before that, the first one with the the, the clones and the Mewtwo and Mewtwo what's the what's the one, what's yeah. The yeah,
1: one where uh, Ash turns into stone and Pikachu That's the first one. Right, yeah. God. Powerful. Damn. Yeah. The Bro, tears. I didn't realize I could like You know, I I felt the loss of Ash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, damn, I've been watching this motherfucker try to be the best of all time. And this is going to lose to a fucking Pokemon.
3: I I blame my abandonment issues on that now. Because, like, after that, I watched the (laughs) Titanic. And, like, just, like, watching, like, the grief and death. Like, all right, those guys are going to come back, right? Right. Yeah. No. And, like, realizing, like, holy shit, like. People just died like that. Yeah. And all boy. things to Ash
1: Ketchum. Uh, let's throw it out to uh, Jay. What's your favorite comic book cartoon as well as movie? Doesn't You know what? Fuck It doesn't even have just to be, leave be comic book related. End. Yeah.
4: yeah what, what are some of your favorites, Jay? So comic book cartoon. I can't think of anything specific. If you want to talk about cartoons in general, you know, and I'm going to throw a little anime in here. Obviously, big My Hero stand right now. Uh, love and Demon Slayer. Uh,
3: hey.
1: My Hero Academia. Dude, I fucking um, love that show.
4: So
3: good. It's it, it's it gets a bad sort of rap. On me.
4: What? How? What?
3: You guys don't know <laughs> this? My hero? No. That's like the, the, My about the
0: intensity,
1: Jay. My you guys don't know about this? No. No, what rap does it get? Yeah. Okay, so My Hero Academia, for those who don't know, who are casual fans who already tuned out, um <laughs> <laughs> is a show about teenagers in high school with special abilities and they're trying to stop bad guys, right? It's like Hogwarts. Very Hogwarts, very X Men. But, like, it's anime, so it's, like, very over the top. The fan base actually gets a very bad rap, which I found out, I think, through... I think it was literally through Instagram. Like, I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I wonder if there's any, like, My Hero pages to follow. And the issue with My Hero is that because they are teenagers, grown men and women will sexualize these characters... and put him in in, like write fanfic oh rule 34 like (laughs) but like i guess a big majority of the fan base does this and like you know most anime sexualized characters my hero doesn't really do it that much
4: no compared
1: to compared to a lot of
4: comparatively comparative to other anime they do not but compared to normal cartoons you know as the rest of the world outside of japan knows it especially mainstream american media they do and that's where the problem occurs you know because like all anime fans that have been anime fans you know you know for the last 20 years look at my hero and be like wow this is a really big step forward and but like as and and i had this you know when i started watching it and i was like Jesus, like, you know, look at the outfits on some of these, like, teenage girls. But, and I've had other anime fans explain to me, like, no, this is, this is good. <laughs> it's normal.
1: Yeah. Especially, yeah. It's like, so Seven so Deadly it's, Sins. It,
2: yeah. Like, oh, when your friends tell hell? you they should be shorter, like, I don't know. Like, how do you treat that? You know, like, <laughs> what? Friends? You maybe put your friends on a certain, Man. like, list or something? I don't know.
4: And so it doesn't necessarily make it, Okay, right. You know, like, but it is a, it's a
2: cultural thing. Right. It's just a culture. Yeah. You guys have me wondering now. Was like, did I like miss this? Was Naruto and Pokemon pretty? No, uh,
1: I would say both of those are pretty, pretty like calm in terms of. Did they have like some
2: sexual undertones? Are you kidding me? Misty was rolling around with
3: a with a gang of bad boys.
2: Dude, Misty made me discover what sexuality was when I was way younger than I should have. Uh yeah, but that's not too Hey, she was hey, I was like five and she was like fourteen. Yeah, those like, she, And she stayed
1: well, fourteen. Literally the first episode that? I the first episode Naruto, Naruto turns into like this like sexy lady like sexy in front lady. of the teacher. Shit, yeah. You're that's literally right. in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But those it's cartoons are, are very for like Four kids. Mm -hmm. Like, Pokemon is very four kids and Naruto is very four kids. Well, I mean,
3: if we're talking about kids shows, I mean, look at Nickelodeon and uh, Dan Schneider. There was a whole bunch of sexual individuals. So, whether it's animated or real life, they're going to get hit
1: they yeah they do and it a n- bit. i'm
3: not saying we should sexualize kids um <laughs> <laughs> no, no i think
1: that's whoa, what whoa, i got whoa, whoa, at whoa. least can we minute. clip that please <laughs> that is what i got i'm not yeah. saying we should do that he's Supposed just saying to. we shouldn't stop <laughs> <laughs> uh what would you say your favorite uh let's go if that's your favorite anime what's your favorite ca- cartoon and favorite movie
4: so cartoon i would probably say avatar the last airbender um yeah, that's got a deep seated love in my heart. Like
1: Cora is heart, better, I but do. I understand. Oh no.
4: Cora <laughs> is
2: better. So Don't even go there, okay.
4: he says. I'll get you on an episode with Eli and you two will get along famously. I would love but that. I personally love Avatar and like I love that story. It's like watching it as a kid and then watching it in college. And I looked back and I and I watched it and I was like, you know what, this was a fun show. Let's watch it again and then they went to bossing say and it was straight up 1984 yeah this show is good like this is just good tv um but i would have to give a second shout out to the netflix show <laughs> uh shira and the princesses of power
1: <laughs> ooh phil's like, nodding his head very intensely yes he man right yeah yeah
4: yeah it's it's from that same universe um but yeah like it 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 was a show that, like, definitely, like, it just, it was so feel-good. Like, I just loved all the characters, and I loved everything about it, just, like, and how they handled the story. It was touching, and it was moving, and it had really strong, impactful messages, and and that's for me as a 26-year-old white guy, and I could just see...
1: Are you heterosexual? Yeah. Okay, so that even hits even harder. I know. (laughs) This guy... (laughs)
4: I am as plain as plain can be. And this, you know, this show still made me cry. And, you know, just, like, thinking about this impact that, like, like that, if if I ever have children, like, that is a show that is going to be what they watch. You know, because, like, I want them to have that impact, positive impact. Yeah, you man, know, you're selling uh, that shit well. I'm about to go home and watch well, it. Do, please do. Please do. It's it, it's a very good show.
2: Say the title it's again for anybody who sh- may have Shira.
4: missed it. she and the Princesses of Power it's a it's a netflix show it ran four or five seasons um it's just incredibly incre- incredibly touching incredibly empowering and yeah like and you know you have
2: what a, what kind yeah. of uh animation style was this was this anime or um I mean, like a, netflix, more of an american style
4: uh, it's more american it's a, a 2d animation style um but it's it's fantasy you know so you know you live in this fantasy world there are powers there are you know people that aren't humans you know and wizards and sorcerers and things like that and so you know there's a little bit to like go along with there but um you know if you can parse through that stuff and parse through the the cheesiness and some of the cheesy jokes it's it's very good um i i dig it a lot so i i plug it whenever i get the chance you know we talked about one of the characters on the show a couple seasons ago and um yeah absolutely
1: i definitely have to check that out and also uh since you're an avatar fan I would, have you read the Kiyoshi books i have not no highly re- oh. they're free on audible so i'd recommend checking oh. those out yeah that's cool two books okay. both yeah. really good both uh, canonical so yeah, yeah I, i'd recommend highly highly recommend those uh what about your favorite yes. movie? Uh what about uh or a few you you can give us Yeah, a tour yeah, give us think. yeah, give us your Mount Rushmore.
4: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh I I would say favorite uh favorite comic book and like one of my favorite movies of all time is Guardians of the Galaxy.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and soundtrack. That I soundtrack? Mean, oh,
4: I mean, dude, that soundtrack oh, slaps. The soundtrack defines my music style. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah,
2: yeah, Actually, yeah. the soundtrack is uh reminds me of work too much cuz I work like with a lot of guys who's like that was like their era, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's just oh, sure. they just the Eagles last ACDC all day, like the Eagles, like yeah.
4: you said, like I'm '80s hair band, Meatloaf. Like, uh, oh my god! <laughs> I think for me, like uh, <laughs> I, I like I've never, I've never had uh, just music taste period. Like I in high school, like I listen to the same 10 songs over and over again. And even today, like I listen to the same hundred songs over and over again. Like I, I have a very hard time like reaching out and like finding music that I like on my own. All of it comes from media and in 2014. So when this movie came out the year, I graduated high school um, this movie gave me that, you know, like it, it, it made me realize that music can be more than just something that happens in the background. Um, and so it lifted it up and amplified that movie so much that, you know, it it really impactful for me and just like fell in love with the characters. And I mean, this, you know, this black cat here, his name is Star Lord, you know, uh, you know, to find a cat to adopt. And there was a, you know, a whole crew, there was Star Lord and Groot and Gamora, you know, obviously they had all come in together and, and this guy, you know, coupled up right to us and, one of my favorite characters of all time and so yeah like had to had to get him so
3: i hate to take this off track but what's your opinion on the video game that just came out of the guardians of the galaxy which is like in a similar style of the avengers game have you checked it out by Squid?
4: i haven't played it no i i i've heard it's very good um it's definitely something that i could play in the future um it's not necessarily something i'm looking for right now um, but that's definitely on like a, a backlog somewhere here, here.
3: Aesthetically, it's very beautiful.
4: Yeah. See, that was the thing that threw me off watching the trailer because <laughs> I, I looked at it and I was like, these are my guardians. Like what is happening here? Um, like, right. where's the grunge? Um, yeah, exactly. And it, it threw me off and I was like, you're only playing as star Lord. You can't play as the other characters. Mm-hmm. So, but, I would you know, want to be Groot like, uh, or the uh, little uh, raccoon primarily. Or Batista. Yeah.
2: yeah. You
1: know, as Much to better to than Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. Avengers.
4: <laughs> you know, a lot of people like were very down on, it. I played the demo and the beta and stuff, and I was like, "This is not. I'm not a live like uh, live service kind of guy."
1: Such a shame because, yeah, that's one of the few games that we've gotten. I mean, the Spider-Man PS4 and PS5 Woo. Miles Morales version. Did very very well and people really love those. And the,
3: the Batman Arkham series, yeah, the Arkham,
1: well Arca- ba- acclaimed, one of the best games of the all. The Spider-Man
2: games as we were growing up were incredible as well. Yeah, like, Spider-Man
1: Two was fantastic. And the only version that we can use these characters that people are now falling in love with because of the movies is now in this t- very terrible game. Okay. And there's also another game on the Switch that's an exclusive that I played. Um, fuck what's the name of it i don't know if uh, you're a big switch guy I, I recall and
3: what's the fucking game oh uh, ultimate alliance oh marvel's capcom oh no no you're talking about ultimate alliance, Marvel ultimate about alliance. marvel's yeah.
1: ultimate alliance which is like a og runner, that was a, yeah. run around beat him up it's a yeah. very like kid forward game yeah. <laughs> like it's very easy to just pick beat up, up the bad guys and literally just button bad guys button mash and so it's fun to play for like a couple hours and then you're kind of yeah. doing you're the like, What's same the point? <laughs> shit over and over again. And you're like and pressing an A you, until you yeah. can press Y. Then you press B until you – and it's – yeah. So it's, it's a shame that these are the video games we have so far. But hopefully, like the movies, they get better.
3: Especially with VR. Ooh.
1: Ooh, daddy. They have that Iron Man uh, VR.
4: Yeah, that, that came out. I I heard it got pretty good reception. Uh, not great, but good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's just the yeah. Yeah.
1: What about Philly Phil? What about uh, another movie or
3: cartoon or anime? I love Batman growing up, right? But as much as I love Batman, mm-hmm. doesn't hold a candle to Dragon Ball Z. I was a big big big, big DBZ guy. Big DBZ boy. All right? And I have the PS2 games, Dragon Ball Z Budokai tkg 2, Dragon Ball Z Budokai tkg 1, Dragon Ball Z Budokai tkg 3. All those those three ones. <sighs> what'd you call me? <laughs> Well, then th- that's the holy grail for video games, right? And, uh, yeah, and the story of Dragon Ball Z, you know, it's it's that, the copy and paste of, it's like... A the better
1: version of Superman.
3: Yeah, essentially, the guy, the main protagonist just has to get stronger to beat the bad guy. I get that's a cliché and overplayed concept, but I, I'm a pretty dumb guy. I, I love <laughs> simple <laughs> But I feel like
1: it's cliché because Dragon Ball has done it so well.
3: Oh, yeah. Bro, fuck I mean, it. My it,
1: hero, which we just talked about, went viral what a year ago because they made the main protagonist look like super saiyan oh really do you not remember this deku Mm -hmm. deku went like
4: you're you're talking about the movies right
1: no no no. it was in the in the season three finale he or season yeah yeah, he like ends up going like super saiyan Hmm. and everybody was like oh he looks exactly like goku
3: well, I mean, that's the the, that's the the foothold that all these other animes have essentially had to live can't, up to.
1: Like you said, can't put a candle up to. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and, you know, unfortunately, that just doesn't translate over to the movies. The live-action movie, Dragon Ball?
0: Terrible.
2: I think that they looked good. terrible, bro. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that shit. Oh, my God. I like dog shit. <laughs> there are some mm-hmm. movies where you can, you just watch the trailer and you can just tell. This looks like trash. Like, oh, yeah. that one... You're gonna hate me, bro. But the third, the last Matrix I just pulled out. Like, just, Wh- just, who's gonna hate you? Oh, I thought you liked it.
1: The very most recent one. Yeah. No, uh, there's the there's, there's a bunch of problems with it. Right. Yeah.
2: But okay. Because I was gonna say, even the trailer, I I saw that show, I was like, no. The like, concept yeah. of no. what they
1: talk about is interesting. The yeah. actual movie is fucking bizarre. So, so okay, cool,
0: cool. <laughs> the actual cool concept, movie. bad execution.
1: They traded kung fu and action in the first three movies for like. Push powers Where he's oh, like Everyone has a force
2: Or something like yeah, that Yeah literally It was No 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 Yeah it was yeah. Lame but, It was very
3: not good I mean both the superhero movies Or like nerd movies I guess uh, It has to be Spider-Man 2 Cause for the longest time uh, It was like own. The the top the Top pinnacle, superhero movie The pinnacle And then X2 came out The second X-Men movie Which is also A banger Don't sleep on that Of like the Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie X2 yeah. And then And then You got the Dark Knight Right the Dark Story Knight, wise.
1: Batman Begins, and then The Dark Knight, not only were great superhero movies and comic book theme movies, mm-hmm. those were movies that were fantastic. Because you have one of the best directors of all time directing them. Like, Oh, yeah, Christopher Nolan. Forgot about that. Okay, look at The Dark Knight, and then look at a million movies that came after it. Look at the second James Bond movie from Daniel Craig's version. It's just a copy of The Dark Knight. Like, mm-hmm. It's literally the exact same thing. Because the Dark Knight was so influential and it was this massive hit, and DC had been trying to slowly pull back, and they, for a while it looked like they were trying to escape it, and now they're trying to get back to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like you said, they're the holy fucking. That is the holy Bible. That of, yeah, that, of the like, comic book. That, movies, that trilogy movies. is on Hans Zimmer. Now. I mean, yeah. come oh. on, like, Compose the whole. Uh, it's just.
3: I got I got high hopes for the for the uh, the new Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah.
2: Who's uh? Who did they cast as the the villain?
3: Uh the ri- uh, the Riddler, but there's who's the Riddler. The there's who's also the, the penguin the Riddler. Oh Colin Farrell's a penguin. Yeah, Colin Farrell's
2: a penguin. I forget who Edward
1: Enigma is uh, head, but they got uh fucking the Chloe Kravitz as with Black Cat. Oh yeah. And also the guy from Eternals is rumored to be the Joker. Very, very interested by that to see if we're gonna have
3: Who? Numel Kujwami? that guy yeah.
1: Kumel Nunjiani is not the Joker <laughs> no it's the guy who played Druig the guy who played Druig I can't remember okay. his name but yeah he's uh, the shorter one who wears black who can uh, read people's minds and control them that's the one who plays Joker no, so I, this is
2: kind of out of left field but since we're talking about casting who's like your dream cast for any random character that you can think of in comic books that hasn't like, been done already yeah that or? hasn't been done Like, like take any person that maybe even not an actor like Maybe insert Drake into like a oh super Bowl. Cristiano Ronaldo as Goku. <laughs> <Duncan>. Oh <laughs> my god! I was gonna say I think because I think I have like one that came to mind. Uh-huh. Now, I don't even know why, but like Storm, like have that done by Rihanna or or uh, Beyonce. Well, like, she
1: was done super well by Holly
2: Berry. Ooh, la, la. It was, it was. I'm just saying, like it, like the star power of Rihanna, like.
3: But you like, could do it better. Or, Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 <laughs> not at all.
2: I would just think from like. My, like, marketing brain is saying, like, oh, like, we're going to bring in, like, a thousand other, like, or tons and tons of other new female fans that would, well, like, okay, okay. the, they, oh, they have I their own fandom saying. and they yeah. would chase them into this universe, to,
3: to, you know? So, let me, let me prove your theory wrong. Because that's what they did with Harry Styles and Eternals. And Eternals fair, actually, very fair. the worst MCU-acclaimed movie. Okay. What we do? It's a little we dense. Get, <laughs> we get kung fu artists. We get homeless people. We get homeless people off the streets. We groomed them up. And they already have the survival instincts of like, oh shit. So when we're telling them to act, pretend your life's in danger. That's every day for them. That's every night. They're on there. They're 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 method acting.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you know, big giant purple aliens are a real scourge on the homeless population in New York. You know, that'd probably be a good place to go for your new set of Avengers.
1: Just be oh, that, yeah, them. Yeah, them pretending Avengers. to be. Yeah, absolutely. The mm-hmm. big one that always gets thrown around is John Krasinski to play Mr. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Which, oh. at this point, it, we have seen so many stills. I don't want to
2: see John Krasinski in anything. Art. Why? He's just oh, so annoying. Like oh The guy from God. The Office, Jim? Yeah, just like... Ugh, Jack like, Ryan? Yeah,
1: the Jack Ryan movies are the oh. most annoying ones. Like, he's not in just just... the Jack Ryan movies. He's in the Amazon series. It's, it's the
2: that, Amazon yeah, series I know. Like, it was just, it,
1: I, I, would, I, I would like to see him as...
0: Mr. I, I guess I
2: just have problems anytime the CIA is portrayed as like not giving people. LSD that's not his or fault, or though. Like, not or trying to break up civil rights movements, trying to kill Martin Luther King, trying to kill. Yeah, Fred but that's Hampton. not his fault. He's it's <laughs> not his fault. He's just putting his face on it. You know, He's just signing. <laughs> he just sold his soul to to them. You know, like. Hey man, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. It is his fault. He, yeah, I, your, I blame him.
1: Sell yourself for that Amazon. Show. And,
2: and I say this as somebody who fucking loved Jim Halpert. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to like the guy, but
4: like. You sold your soul to the devil, yeah. Fuck
2: you. What dude.
1: about Jay? What's uh? What's one of your dream castings?
4: Oh man, well you stole mine uh, with John Krasinski. That was the one thing that came to my brain.
1: It's because we've seen brain. it so much.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like it's been injected into my brain. You know, I've I've scrolled past it so many times. Yeah, exactly. If it doesn't happen, like anything else, is now gonna be disappointing. Um, but um, yeah. No, I I mean I think beyond just the looks i do legitimately think he would do a good job you know i think like he i think genuinely uh, yeah he'd like, be funny he, about he, it
2: I,
3: as as mr reed the yeah. the father the good father type
2: yeah 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 exactly he di- and yeah, yeah look the guy was fucking hilarious so i hope he can inject that into the character
3: yeah when he's not working for yeah. the cia i guess yeah was-
2: yeah when he's not <laughs> when he's not laundering their image
3: you don't yeah. have it no that's
1: fine i would i would like to see miles Morales be introduced now that we've gotten oh that would be cool three different yeah. peter parkers i think it'd be really fun to get miles Morales, and not but, that it was rumored but uh the kid from stranger things he's just a likable kid wow that'd be perfect that'd be a yeah, good fit he's just a super likable kid and he's funny and i think it'd be really sweet like because he's he, he's in in the stranger things series there's a of lot of
2: kids. Can you like flesh that one out a little he's bit? He's the one black kid. He, he's like the one oh, black kid okay, from okay, Stranger okay. Things. What the hell? I'm over here imagining like the little Jewish kid with the curly hair, really. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the other I'm black kid. Here, like, br- yeah, the, yeah, the Jew kid. Miles. Yeah, the other Miles, black kid. Miles Morales. Miles actually. Goldberg. Fam- <laughs> famous Jew.
1: <laughs> 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 no, I think he'd be really cool. Just because uh, just it'd be fun, you know, 100%. <laughs> he takes Sundays off. And also, I would like <laughs> to see He does to work on the Sabbath. I would like to see Emma Stone come back as Spider-Gwen. I think Ooh. that'd be a really heartwarming story. Uh,
2: dude, I want to see Mary Jane. Bring me back the redhead, dude. Oh, oh my. like the OG Jane? Oh, my. Oh, my. god, oh, man. Eesh.
3: Well, you're not a big fan of Zendaya, the new MJ?
2: Yes. She's Racist piece of she's, shit. She's great. <laughs> I guess I just always thought of Mary... Why do they name her Mary Jane? What's up with the marijuana her, reference? Like Mary, no, that's Jane, just Mary Watson. Jane
1: Watson. That's just been her name in the comic.
4: Oh well, yeah, it was made by. Stan Lee in the 60s and 70s? Are you kidding me? Of course he <laughs> of course he named her Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Is he Famous
1: like- Famous veteran, Stan Lee.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It, was he... Did he
2: partake in that culture? I don't know. Well, like- he
1: served in World War II, so... Yeah, I him, guess to Him an ex- and
3: Mr. Rogers was just capping.
1: I guess to an extent... I, I don't know. I think Mary Jane was probably a more common name in the 20s than anything else.
4: Oh, okay. You're just... Yeah, and I would also assume, I mean, the guy that came up with how many different, like, weird-ass, like, comic book characters, like, you know, I think you got to get a little inspiration from somewhere, you know? <laughs> nah, <all right. laughs> like yeah. He, 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 I
2: mean, the he was running out of, of inspiration, you know?
4: Yeah, the dude thought of superhero names before anything else, like, he didn't care about stories, <laughs> he was just like...
1: What would be cool? He saw spider on the oh, wall, and he's then, like, like Spider-Man.
4: This <laughs> yeah. had two dartboards, and it was man or woman, and then it was a bunch of animals on the left hand side, and he just threw it in, and went for it.
3: What what are spiders exactly. afraid of? Famous scorpions. Famously, oh, yes. <laughs>
1: Stan Lee didn't create the whole character. He would always come up with the name and a concept, yeah. and then Jack Kirby or yeah. Ditko would, flash it would flesh it out. Wow. That's famously, Bob Knight didn't actually create Batman. Now we're getting to real weeds here. Yeah, Bob, Bob Knight. Yeah, it was actually Phil Finger who came up with all the concept of what you recognize now as the Dark Knight.
3: The Detective Comics. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Beforehand,
1: it yeah. was just Batman had this like red suit that looked all fucking weird and had these giant wings. And then Phil Finger was like, "No, bro,
3: you no. Don't, we're gonna redo this. <laughs> he's a
2: bat. Why would he be red?" Yeah, we're gonna redo. We're getting this. killed by Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, Jay, I mean, I guess, like, we've held up enough of your time, my man. Thank you for joining us. I did want to get your, like, final thoughts on your Chicago story, how you remembered that versus I remembered that.
3: <laughs> Wait, for the viewers are yeah, listening, exactly. what do you mean by Chicago story? Like exactly, Jay.
4: Flesh it out for us. Okay, so start it from the top here. Um I think this is outside of the statute of limitations i don't think my parents can ground me anymore so uh i think i can i can discuss this um but me and juan planned a trip with a mutual friend jose down to chicago uh, which i knew my parents would not be okay with uh this was fresh off me getting my driver's license which was key to the plan so we could get down to harvard and take the train into chicago um and so first off you know, started with me uh, lying to my parents, telling them that I, I told them I was going to Chicago with friends and that one of my friend's parents was going with us. That was not the case. It was just three 16 and 15 year olds going down to Chicago by themselves to aimlessly walk around. loose <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like
3: so. wild dogs.
4: It's a it, interesting experience. It, I'm definitely like happy that I did it because it, like I never did anything like that. Um, and because I, you know, straight white kid from delving to Jack shit, and so, you know, I was
2: <laughs> very straight edge. <laughs>
4: so, we we went down, hopped on the train. I mean, what did we even do? We just bummed around the streets for eight hours we like yeah we i don't need, yeah exactly we literally just
2: i think we saw the bean maybe you guys sightsee. we like went sightseeing and went into kind like different of. restaurants and just kind of hung out all day we
0: got we went to a giant
4: mcdonald's yeah i remember new that new york style pizza yes <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I remember. in chicago
4: why don't we go into like a Sabaro or something <laughs> might as well have and, been and we oh and we tried to maneuver the bus system too and we got off on the wrong stops every time that was a good time got off that like 13 was... stops too early and had to walk do
2: you remember the train ride home
4: this is this is the, the the ultimate the penultimate like the amazing experience the one thing i remember the most is the train ride home so we hop, we hop on the train,'re going home. No big deal, right. And then we're just hanging out. and now, does he approach you first, Juan? <laughs> I think so. It
2: was, was just these, a group effort. Like it was just these two guys, um very disheveled, very, very, very disheveled guys yep, who yeah. who sat like a few seats away from us. and I don't know yep. if they heard us or we heard them. I think they heard us and they like asked us a question.
3: They probably saw you and they're like, oh, this guy's one of us. Let's go, let's go see what he's up to.
4: I think one of the things was being like a 16 year old kid. Like, I also, like, we, I think we might have been talking about like the amount of homeless people we saw in Chicago. Um, because like that was a totally new experience to me. Like, I don't, don't go to the city. Like, you know, like it just, it, it was strange to me. And so I think we might have been having a conversation about that. And so then I think these other two guys, looking very disheveled probably looking back it's at night probably inebriated you know coming up to us decided to chat us up and um what what did we talk about with them
2: dude so the way the the way that things kind of started getting like interesting with them is uh they started talking to us about god and jesus and they gave and one of the guys dude we were like honest we were like me and Jose were we're like we're never gonna see you again. Like we'll just tell you like, yeah, we don't like actually like believe in that stuff. Like we just kind of said that very like Blame. calmly, like but straightforward. And uh, then he he just <laughs> sold us even harder, dude. And then he pulled out his Bible, dude. This let me give you guys some background story. Before they started telling us this, they told us that they lived in Palatine, one of the, the train stops. Yeah. And that they told us that they quite literally lived in some woods by a cornfield in a tent. Oh, I don't the, remember that. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. They were homeless people who lived in the woods in a tent. And they were telling us uh, these stories about how sometimes people fuck with them and like tear up their stuff, burn it, all sorts of random stuff, right? And we we're just hearing, oh, that's terrible, this and that. And somehow the conversation eventually, like, shifted to Jesus and God. And then that's when we told them, well, like, this is our point of view. Like, like we just don't know where we stand on that. Like, yeah. And he went on to give us this extremely personal-looking Bible that, like, clearly it's one of the dude's, like, last possessions in the universe. And there are, like, notes in here from his, like, passed away Mom. mother. Yeah, the yeah. sisters. Like, there are, like, notes in here, and I'm, like, We're like, no, man. Like, please take it back. And he's like, no, you guys need it. Like, you guys... It almost made us feel guilty to take that shit, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure that thing is long gone. Long gone. Like, I didn't...
0: That's what I wanted to ask you if
2: you still had it. I, I got to ask Jose. Let me ask Jose. Like, I, oh, that's gone. <laughs> that thing is long gone, though. I'm pretty sure. Because I don't oh, think man. that even th- that even made it like a year, man. Like, I don't think God. that
1: survived the train ride knowing you. <laughs> you I, probably threw it out by the dumpster <laughs> on your way out. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. no. I, I don't need this. That would have been bad juju if I did that. Oh Yeah, my
4: no, I, I remember, yeah, that, that Bible. Um. yeah. That, to you and just like realizing how sentimental it was yeah we started going through it how much it was just like a book to us and we were like my god (laughs) please we don't want this and and, this is his
2: everything and then jay do you remember the car ride home after that
4: yes so this is like the cherry on top is the car ride home is so we get in the car we pull up the GPS, we're going home. <laughs> then, uh, what GPS dies, or, or somebody's phone died? It, it either died or, or, or it stopped, like the died. signal went out
2: and it wouldn't function yeah. properly.
4: And so never been on these roads before in my life you know it's the middle of the night we're driving around random cornfields you know back roads on the way from harvard to delavan yeah it was 16 15 <laughs> like you know i know right looking back like <laughs> dude oh looking my back. god i can't believe we did this we pull up into a random farmhouse
2: <laughs> dude we were gonna and get I... texas chainsaw massacre dog like and we
4: just went dude, up there like ed Geen, are you home like Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude, dude, dude! House on the left, barn dark. House is lit up. You know, barn on the right hand side. And like, I was just, I, I, just turned back and I looked at Juan and Jose and I was like, "You keep your eyes on that barn. <laughs> if anybody comes out, you get in the driver's seat and you drive." <laughs> and so, and I, I walk up. Did you, did you guys come up with me to the front door? I was gonna say I remember it being like kind of a group like effort because like we just yeah. felt better that way. <laughs> Because I, I remember specifically you guys also wanted me to talk because I'm white. And that, yes, we just <laughs> say that. A, a very formative experience in my understanding of race. <laughs> I will, I you know, so I appreciate it for that. Because I, I, like, didn't understand. But then you guys told me that. And I was like, oh. And then, like, I thought about it later. And I was like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, just think about it. If, like. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you I know, totally Grandma understand. Beth like, had like two little Mexicans. Excuse me, we're lost. <laughs> oh
3: no, they're robbing me. <laughs> Bob, get the shotgun. <laughs> late evening? They exactly. probably think you guys were. Jehovah it witnesses. was
2: literally like almost like 10 30 or something like that.
4: It yeah. It was late. And we're knocking on these like random people's doors and I got just asking, like, which state are we in? Which direction do we need to go? Like. <laughs>
3: oh no they probably oh thought you God. were on drugs we,
2: we didn't even know if we were still in <laughs> illinois or, or like
4: on the wisconsin side that's oh, that's how geez. lost oh because we because we asked us so like how do i get to wisconsin and she was like you're in wisconsin back <laughs> 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 like that was a a wild choice but like otherwise we would have got home at like 3 a.m driving around like there there was no there's no way we were gonna find it um but Yeah, so I don't know if that was everything that you remembered, but that's about my memory of it. That's
2: how I remembered it. That was literally exactly how I remembered it. The the missed bus stops, the museum McDonald's that we ran into in in (laughs) Chicago. Yeah, the the homeless people on the bus. That is so funny. Dude, like, yeah, Yeah, what a day. What a day. I
4: know, that was just. And there was no, there was no reason. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was gonna say I don't even was. It, I think it was one of. Was it your birthday, Jay? I think it might have been your birthday or like close to your birthday. Now that I'm well, like remembering that's it. Why we went because I
4: turned 16 and I got my driver's Boom, license, there we go. so I could drive us to Harvard. But See, that was, a, that was at least like part of the reason. How? And it was so Yeah, we could have very well been around. Yeah, September, that is so
2: funny. Yeah. So that all of that trouble. Was good trouble in your honor, Jay. I <laughs> hope you're uh, happy with that.
3: It, it, it's a very good uh, lesson story. At the end oh, of the story, couldn't like, agree more. Just be white. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Moral in trouble, story. If you're in trouble, it's just go be white, dude. Yeah. It's not that hard. Couldn't agree go. more.
1: <laughs> couldn't agree more. So once again, uh, Jay, where can people find you?
4: So you can um you can find super bracket Bros on anywhere that you find Bro Taste this or any other podcast, so you know that's going to be Spotify apple wherever uh so definitely check that out if you can. If you're more of a sports fan, I do have a second podcast called The Ultimate Sports Mashup. Um, so if you're I- into sports, into sports history, definitely check that out. Um, you know, if this if somehow you survived all this nerd talk and you, you know, love the sports talk earlier, you know, Ultimate Sports Mashup is going to be your place. But if you love the nerd talk, Super Bracket Bros is where you're going to want to be at. And you can find either podcast on... Uh, Instagram or Facebook if you do want to follow us on social media but um yeah thank you guys so much for having me on i've been hoping juan was gonna ask me to come on since the day he told me this podcast existed i'm I'm dead serious like he he told me about it and I've been so excited to listen to as many episodes of yours as I can and so I'm a huge fan so Thank you guys so much. Oh, that's awesome.
2: That means a lot to us. It's
1: been a great hang. Great hang.
2: Yeah, Yeah, thank you, Jay. Tell Eli we're we're probably gonna like ask him to come on
4: eventually as well. Oh yeah, I I think he'd be down for that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jay. It was uh, you can tell the the experience the hundred episodes compared to the (laughs) twenty.
2: The experience shows. The experience definitely shows (laughs)
1: exactly. So uh, everybody, thank you so much. Go check out Super Bracket. Go check out ultimate sports mashup and thank you so much for listening we will see you all next week